Ringler. This is Ringler Radio, a podcast where we keep you current on the latest news from the settlement industry, updates on nationwide litigation, trends in the legal and insurance industries, and everything in between. Ringler has been helping injured people and their families since 1975. So when it comes to objective settlement solutions, the consultants at Ringler are your go-to experts. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Ringler Radio. I'm your host, Matt Ross. And I'm Phil Krause. In today's data-driven world, companies are faced with the challenge of modernizing their systems and processes to meet the demands of their clients. Many business types are using data to drive better enterprise decisions and improve their execution. Nowhere is this more apparent than in the settlement industry. Today, we welcome Jeanette Hernandez, the Chief Business Development Officer at Ringler. Jeanette joined Ringler with the goal of growing the company's value through data-driven solutions. Jeanette has over 30 years' experience in various roles and verticals throughout the insurance industry, and we are delighted to have her here today. Jeanette Hernandez, welcome to our show. Thanks, Matt. Great to be here. Thanks again for being here today. We all know that the pandemic and the shift to remote working has increased the need for technology in our industry. So how do you see companies using technology differently to service clients? I think that the pandemic put a spotlight on areas where there was not an ease of doing business. And so where I'm really seeing a shift relative to data is companies are trying to find behavioral issues, whether that's what their customers want and need, or for us, what adjusters' behaviors are. So for example, we have a client that had a rollout of a structured settlement program. They wanted to have the adoption of the program nationwide. So what they asked us to do is to break down each state and look at those referrals and then give them that information back so they then could go to their managers in those states and ask why they were not doing referrals or why they were not following protocols. So I think that behavioral data is a new element that we hadn't seen as much before, but there's a need for a company to make sure that they have the connection to that remote employee at home and they still feel supported as well as the service that they're providing to the clients. So Jeanette, I heard you talk about how data is used currently really as a a tool to Uh, harness accountability within an organization. You know, really, I'll call a reactive tool to ensure that people are are accountable, that they are doing what you expect them to do, and that they're, you know, ultimately uh, being responsible for their individual jobs, roles, and responsibilities. But if you were to rank customers' priorities, where do you see data-driven decisions falling now and, and really becoming more of like a proactive solution within an organization? So I just saw a recent study that was done by Salesforce of the financial services industry, and I paid particular attention to the insurance companies. But when they had asked the companies who participated to rank their top goals, the top five data had fallen somewhere fourth or fifth prior to the quarantine. After the quarantine, six months later, they surveyed them again, and it became number one. So it's very difficult to see into your organization without having data or some type of factual response to say, this is what our performance is, and this is where we need to move from our current results. So Jeanette, uh, question. I, what, Based upon that response, if, if data is getting that much more important to companies as a whole, specifically within the insurance industry, 
What are also some of the barriers or challenges that could come with having that being a top priority? I mean, there's a saying garbage in, garbage out. So data is only as good as its input. So what, how, how do companies maybe address or, or face those challenges as it becomes more of a priority in their organization? That's a, that's a great question. And I think it's one that many companies are grappling with because while you have the data, you need data analysts to be able to scrub it, to make sure the data is accurate. You need training so that you can have that frontline worker who's actually doing the input, input it correctly so that when you're pulling your reports or doing your analysis, you have consistent data. Otherwise, you just have a bunch of numbers, right? It's really challenging. But I think the, the resource right now is the biggest gap that the companies may face using that data-driven technology. So once you overcome this resource uh, issue, once you kind of have all your ducks in a row and you're ready to execute on the data that you've accumulated, how do you see the industry utilizing that data in the future? I think there's really three key areas. Um, And I will just comment one more thing, Matt, to your question. There's also a cultural issue. So if you have an organization that isn't typically driven by metrics and goals, then you're going to have an issue, right? So I think there's a cultural element too. Um, Sorry, Phil, I kind of skipped over (laughs) your question, but I didn't forget you. I I think there are three key areas. One, it's APIs. So as we all increase our usage of data, um, doing that through an API makes it a much simpler process. Now you're letting the technology do the scrubbing, doing the transferring, so that will become more important for service providers to their clients, whether it's a PNC industry or it's a law firm. The second area, which I think we've heard about it for a few years, but we just haven't as an industry quite figured out how to use it. I see it more in the uh, auto space because there's a lot of data that comes from manufacturers. So they can get something in and based on a few simple triage questions, if there is a car that's damaged in the right front quarter panel, they know that there's a 66% probability of an injury and they can get an injury adjuster on it faster. So I think all different types of lines of business will start to use this type of information as they learn how to consume it to make better decisions through technology, not manual decisions through their employees. And then I think the third part, which is really interesting for service providers, is being able to use that data in a way that you can show your client an area where they may not be privy to. They're either not measuring it, it wasn't on the radar, and it wasn't a priority. So for example, if we were to take our data with a virtual mediation company or a Medicare company and combine that and aggregate it, we might get a different result that would help them achieve their goal versus us just giving our own data and having the the client consume it. So I think that kind of partnership and aggregation of data is going to become more and more important in our industry. Jeanette, you spoke about uh, future capabilities uh, with kind of getting predictive analytics around insights into helping our or clients just basically make better decisions for their data. If you had a crystal ball, and I know you do because you've showed it to me before, (laughs) (laughs) what is that timeline look like? Is it five years when people are going to be able to do this? Is it 10 years? Is it right now? Um, What's your prediction? So let's exclude the pandemic because I don't know if that's six months or six more years. Let's let's be optimistic that 2022 we're starting off to whatever this new normal looks like. Um, There are a 
plethora of insured tech companies out there trying to answer that question. And because there are competing priorities, it isn't just implementing a new uh, case management system if you're a law firm or for a PNC company in, in instituting a new operational system. It's all the maintenance on the back end and the process and the efficiency. I mean, it's a, it's a multi-year project. So in order to be able to then, you know, three, four, five years later, use that data for some type of AI, again, it, it comes down to a resource issue. So I think, I think maybe in the next five years, if there's some um, adoptive behaviors by PNC companies of InsureTech who've, who've bypassed all of the bureaucracy, I think they can get there much faster. If PNC companies continue to try to do it on their own, I think it's going to be a longer runway. And Jeanette, I, I love what you just said about um, the potential for a resource issue, which leads into my next question. How important is it for you know, a PNC carrier, a TPA, an organization that really needs data that may be limited on certain resources in that area to partner with the right strategic partner or vendor that can provide them with maybe a resource that they don't have? And how would you advise them on choosing that right vendor, that right partner to provide that information? I think the first part is you really have to make sure whether you are the the company seeking a service provider or the service provider, when you have those initial conversations, you have to find alignment. And by alignment, I mean, there has to be uh, either a goal or a, a process that they're trying to implement that your product or service can help them achieve, right? That's got to be number one. Number two I think that there is an opportunity for service providers to look at how they can do things outside of their core. So for example, we do structured settlements. However, we know that T&D departments and PNC companies have long gone, right? So we do training because we are subject matter experts in, in multiple areas. So offering that training through technology, doing a Zoom call, we don't have to go into offices anymore. Um, that's an added value that that we're providing a service that that company can't do internally. That's a, just for example. That's a great point. Well, Jeanette, thank you so much for sharing your time with us today. Uh, it's interesting to see how this shift to data-driven decision-making is impacting our everyday business goals. But even more importantly, it's been fun to be a part of the future uh, that you're building and, and that uh, obviously technology and data is influencing. Great. Thank you, everybody. It's been fun. Excellent. Well, before we go, we'd also like to thank our Ringler Radio sponsors, American General Life Company, Berkshire Hathaway, MetLife, Mutual of Omaha, New York Life, Pacific Life, and Prudential. Ringler is proud to partner with each of these companies as they provide competitive products for individuals seeking security for their financial futures. If you'd like to learn more about Ringler's innovation, or if you'd like more information about Ringler's partners and services, Visit us at www.ringlerassociates.com, where you can also find your local settlement consultant. Until next time, stay safe, everyone.